foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com standalone wrestling it's going to be coming to norwich connecticut definitely looking forward to debuting in connecticut it's our first time up there there's a kalisto meet and greet which you get to meet him and you get a front row that's 50 there's a front row for 30 and there's also a vip white glove upgrade which is a picture in the ring with our ring announcer and one standalone roster account which is 35 so we have all different prices and then we go down to a 20 dollar ga as well so again there's something for everybody as far as the price structure goes to work with a group called vet ticks where we give free tickets away to the vets and their families connecticut will be one well if you want to laugh you know the, the person who's in that family that likes comedy stuff is going to like that if you want to see john wayne murdoch and like some hardcore spots and you're into that type of thing you're going to get that you know if you want to see women's wrestling you're going to get some of that you know so a, a great mixture of you know seven to nine matches to give a value for everybody and then to also give them something that they want to come back and see again anybody that's in the connecticut area watching this go out and support this $20 GA ticket, $30 front row ticket, and you also have VIP upgrades. Check out the website. Check out the interview. Davey Richards. I see TJ Perkins, Marco Stunt. But you also have guys like Bob Backlund who's going to be there. If you're anywhere near the Norwich area on May 21st, you're going to want to check that out. Standalone Wrestling. Some one hell of a card. Marco Stunt on the card. You have Nyla Rose, John Silver. You've got Kalisto for the meet and greet. Kalisto. If you don't think kids are going to want to see this masked wrestler, get your your tickets early get the vip package get your photo your autographs line it up and let's knock this out of the park at pistol pizza norway 50 vip 30 front row 20 general admission check them out at foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com or check out our recent interview with chad menace and go to that pistol pete show because if we don't pack out pistol pete's the chances of him coming back to this area very low and especially look at the quality of that card you got tjp matt Matt Tremont, John Wayne Murdoch, one of the up-and-comers on IWTV. And this is going to be an IWTV pay-per-view. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you. Because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. It's the Working Fans Podcast. The man they call Dave here and AJ Strangebrew. We're going to talk some AEW Dynamite, review the week, and we'll give a top five of the week as well. AJ's got his eyes on something here. AEW has been giving us a lot to talk about lately, and they did it again. And they built up a lot of different shows we got coming this week, including AEW Rampage tonight, which will be at 7 o'clock Eastern time, by the way, for those who don't know. AEW Rampage tonight at 7. 
Hangman Page versus Adam Cole. Before we get into Dynamite here, why don't we make a little prediction here? I, I got to go with the Hangman. I don't think he's losing that belt just yet. I agree with you. I think Hangman Page is going to go over tonight. They are looking to do something, though, on Rampage, so I do think it is possible for Adam Cole to go over because they're looking to get more eyes on Rampage, and if they show anything can happen by having him go over tonight, that would definitely put more eyes in the future onto the Working Fans podcast. <laughs> it's going to put more eyes on us. <laughs> on Rampage also, sorry. <laughs> Seven o'clock. Is that good for you? I feel like that's not good for you. Seven o'clock is a god awful time. Your wife, uh, I, I don't be think <laughs> that is not going to help them to put eyes on it. That is normally a time when parents are watching the news or whatever the hell parents watch to get the kids and to get everybody to watch for a seven o'clock Eastern time show. Not only that, but now Central Time that means it's at six <laughs> six p.m. So it, it's a domino effect. I don't think this is going to help their ratings. I think they picked up piss poor time to go at seven o'clock. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for seven o'clock <laughs> yeah well, it's great for you because you go to work at two in the morning yeah. you, know, you can actually get to bed earlier <laughs> they did it producer joe he might not be excited because he's gonna have to try to avoid spoilers because he's actually gonna be in worcester massachusetts tonight for friday night smackdown yeah you know what would be cool is if at one point we all went to the same show <laughs> someday <laughs> yeah like i'm going to rebellion. I say that for a long time now i keep getting on you guys we got to get to these live shows yeah like when somebody tells everybody in the production hey rebellion is coming up there's still tickets available and gets yeah. no responses from anyone strange <laughs> yeah i got a friend of mine uh, another friend of mine who's going to that too i was like oh i got a friend that's going to that too <laughs> Maybe you guys should hang out together. I'll let them know. <laughs> My favorite is when I find out somebody from the show is going to the same show and just nobody actually tells anyone. <laughs> Producer Joe will be a uh, SmackDown tonight. Maybe he'll have some TikTok videos for us. In the meantime, let's get into this AEW Dynamite review. Started off with CM Punk versus Penta Obscuro. Good batch of back and forth. Punk used a little uh, luchador here. Style at points in this match. I thought overall good match to start the show, but no very big surprise. As much as we build Penta up, we know he's not beating CM Punk. I go- uh, no, there's no way in hell that Penta was going over CM Punk. It was a great match, though. I enjoyed the match thoroughly. I loved the beginning of the match the way that they were both working the crowd i thought that that was fantastic both of these guys are just masters at what they do they are indeed we had the jericho appreciation society arriving next this is where i feel like i skipped something here there was also eddie kingston delivered a dynamite promo here too where he talked about how you know he was going to basically get these guys and then he ended up going to this jericho appreciation segment (laughs) where they're getting off the plane and eddie true to his word him and pride and powerful are already got two of them they got 2.0 and uh, they basically they took cool hand edges shoes shoes. well if you're gonna stop somebody from actually being able to come back after you the important thing is to get their shoes because you can't you can't run after somebody with no shoes no you can't randy osga in the house here aj should get a raise for all the reviews he does wow look at this guy (laughs) every everybody loves randy randy thank you for tuning in matter of fact next we had red dragon versus jurassic express for the tag titles i said earlier i thought in the week i thought you know we might get two title changes and i know you saying we could very well happen and it was a great match but we didn't get that title change crowd loves jurassic express especially jungle boy i know me and you are ready to move on and get some new tag champions we might be in the minority i'm not sure but i just feel 
I really want to see a team like Red Dragon with the tag belts taking on FTR, who already has the Ring of Honor and the AAA tag belts. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Red Dragon. I think Red Dragon's fantastic. I would love to see them actually get the belts and defend against a team like FTR, since FTR is probably the best team in the world right now. Also, I'd like to say good morning to Zeke P, who's checking us out on Twitter right now. I'm not on Twitter on TikTok, but hey, thank you for tuning in and seeing the behind the scenes here. Maybe you can chime in on whether or not you think FTR is the best team in the world. But Dave, I agree with you. I would love to see them go over. Obviously, AEW has big plans for Jurassic Express and big plans for what is going on with Jungle Boy. I find it hard to believe they have any big plans for a man in a dinosaur mask. <laughs> they might. <laughs> he could be taking on uh, Sentum Satam Singh, <laughs> I believe his name is. We'll, we'll talk about him later. But, I mean, there was some interaction after this. Kyle O'Reilly attacked Jurassic Express after this too. So they did get a little bit of heat back at the end of this. And there was FTR out in the entranceway and they kind of got into it with Red Dragon. Crowd went absolutely nuts, by the way, for FTR when they came out. I, I don't know if they're going to just go away from the pinnacle storyline completely at this point, but FTR is just over like Rover right now. Randy's asking, do we see, does FTR get the tag belt soon? I don't know. Eventually, yes. Soon? I don't know. Now, let me ask you a question. With all the gold that FTR has, do they need the tag belts? No. People are recognizing them as the greatest tag team in the world without even having the belts. So once you put the belt on them, I mean, how can you even question it? Right. No, no, no. I mean, they're they're well, over. The Bucks are over. The Bucks don't need the tag belts at this point. And, and let me be clear. When I say they're the best tag team in the world, I'm including, I mean, anywhere. I don't care if you're talking about the Usos from the WWE. I don't care if you're talking about RK Bro. They literally are the best tag team anywhere. No. Not a doubt. It's just FTR is that damn good. Yeah. I mean, they had every title in the Federation, too. They had the titles in NXT. They had it on SmackDown. They had it on Raw. They've already had the AEW World Tag Team titles. Now they've had the AAA World Tag Titles. They added the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles. Like, I'm just waiting for these guys. Go over to NWA, get Billy Corkett's tag belts. And then while you're at it, maybe pop over at MLW, too. Grab those tag belts. Because, well, I mean, this is a little all. off topic, but the Good Brothers contract contracts are coming to an end with impact wrestling when we see kenny omega come in is it possible we see the good brothers come back full time with them very possible i've thinking about that myself too when i heard that i think the good brothers are definitely AEW bound then we had the blackpool combat club in the back talking about a match we didn't say earlier but will be on tonight as well it's gonna be moxley danielson and yuda versus the gun club I think there's no doubt Blackpool Combat Club is going to go over in this one. My question is, it's been really cool to watch Yuta kind of like emerge. You know, they've really brought in, in ring wise, you're seeing the progression of Yuta, and it's been a great story. But on the mic, and I'm, I'm going to give this time, but at least initially, and it was only about a minute. I didn't feel like he quite fits in yet. No, but how much mic time has Yuta actually had in his career? That's what about I'm saying. Three or four minutes Yeah, combined. That's, so you got to give this kid a chance. He is doing fantastic in all other aspects. I would like to say you glossed over something here, and I don't really like that you just took this for granted. The Gun Club is undefeated this year. They're 23-0. and 0. So just what? to assume that the Blackpool is going over them. They did lose a tag match. They said last night on the show that they are 23 and maybe as a six-man combination yeah, they lost that yeah that's the maybe as a six-man but uh, yeah. nonetheless the highly successful team and maybe just maybe thanks to you to screwing up 
we get the greatest upset of the year. And if anyone's questioning that, if they lost that tag match to Jurassic Express and it was on AEW Rampage. No, I, I believe you. But once again, because viewership's been down on Rampage, maybe the guys who wrote that stat just weren't familiar with the loss because they didn't see it. Oh, we got Randy Asuka. When are we getting that Jay Cargo match? Randy, we don't know either. We've been questioning that. Too. <laughs> the greatest build of all time. for Battle of the Belts. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. All right. No, so. it's all right. Yeah, they announced the Battle of the Belts card already. Rosa versus Nyla Rose. And we got Scorpio Sky defending his belt in a rematch with Sammy Guevara. And the other match that was announced is Jonathan Gresham is actually going to defend the Ring of Honor title against Dalton Castle. Wow. Wow, that's big. So Randy apparently agrees with me. AZW Rampage should stay at 7 p.m. <laughs> wow. No shows ever. We'll come back next week and we'll see how the ratings were at 7 p.m. Well, I mean, I'm sure they'd better be at 7 than 11 p.m. Yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, I don't know if it's better than 10. I mean, ideally, they'd love to, well, they got to compete with SmackDown otherwise. But, you know, I'm sure if there was no competition, they'd love to be on like 8 or 9 o'clock. Yeah, I am a fan of the 8 o'clock hour myself. Mm -hmm. However, clearly that is not something that will ever happen because they are not going to go up against SmackDown head-to-head with a one-hour show. I would think not. We got MJF versus Captain Sean Dean. I was telling you how much I loved this last week, and I had some ideas. This was yeah, the they sh- came through with none of our ideas. Not yet. Um, <laughs> There's still time. We did actually say Warlow would cost them again. I think we even said by account RDQ, actually, yes. so we got it. We, well, we predicted the match right. Yes. We haven't seen a setup for anything that we were talking about yet, but I... Well, I, don't, I think Warlow's career is done. I mean, he's got to go against the Butcher. <laughs> yeah i'm sure it's all over now you saw that big stack of money this this is a done deal yeah yeah i'm sure butcher's gonna take him out no problem <laughs> i have to say was he trying to do a muda thing is he gonna start doing the mist did you see what he did he got up I into the camera it. he's like did it, yeah. <laughs> i saw it i was not a fan i like the i like the guys i thought they did good uh about a week ago I think it was on one of the road twos, but I thought Butcher and Blade really showed a lot of personality in that. And one of the interviews they cut, this was not really that. But yeah, man, the crowd loves everything Wardlow does. They were super into the count out loss too. And <laughs> this whole count out loss thing was great. People, yeah. Oh, oh, the way he did it with the referee, with Brian. I did before that too. But I mean, it's like, I think it was Brian Alvarez. I heard he brought this point up too. And I thought about it was, why are we even counting? Like all hell is breaking loose on the outside. The guy can't get back in the ring, but we're counting. And then <laughs> MJF is like, tries to bribe him. And he thinks about it for a second. And the guy's like, Rice was like, no, 10. <laughs> Whatever Tony Khan is paying you, we will pay you more. Do not count 10. Pay you double. Ah, 10. <laughs> now, do you think that this is a good angle to continue on? Do you, How long do you, do we drag this out before Wardlow finally gets his hands on MJF? I think double or nothing. I think double or nothing. He fights for his contract and to be released. He's got to go over. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm interested because I, I somehow I see MJF in the world title picture still at some point. Do so. you think Wardlow now, do you think he is now or do you think he still has work to go to be one of the top baby faces in the actual organization? We got to see. This is one story. He's super over in this story right now. The powerbomb sympathy, symphony was super over. He's been built just properly, kind of almost like a Goldberg-like thing, except for he has taken some losses. Yeah. Uh, even the losses that he, but even the losses that he has taken were either early on or due to extreme circumstances. 
My my thing is though, whenever we have a big muscular guy like this, a Goldberg or Lex Luger or something like that, it's always the long haul with these guys to see how over they are. Yeah, yeah. well, it's where they can go once this big push stops. Right. Because eventually this stops and you have to actually wrestle matches. The good news is we saw his match with Cody Rhodes where he did show that he has wrestling ability. So he Gee. might already have more wrestling ability than Goldberg or Luger. Yeah, I, I think so. But do you think MJF is, he's been very vocal. This is kind of a sidebar here. Very vocal about possibly not signing. He talks about the bidding war in 2024, you know, whether it's WWAW. Do you think potentially... a year and a half away. But... Right. But do you think that, like, he's potentially putting himself in a position not to get the world title? He could be. He could be working against himself here. I mean, he might be working for himself to get a contract in the future, but how much better of a contract would he get if he gets a world title? Right. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I've seen somebody quite do anything like this. The last thing even similar to this would probably, in my opinion, be maybe Brian Pillman with the Booker Man. Yeah, right, Brian right. Angle. After this, we had Jericho Appreciation Society versus Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Love the Eddie Kingston thump t-shirt. Yeah. Little tribute to Junkyard Dog. I like the love the love the fact that they're all beating the living hell out of each other. Also, I think that's great. Yeah, I love the thing in the beginning too, where you hear Big Matt of 2.0 from the Jericho Appreciation Society. Jericho Appreciation Society, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment for (laughs) for the last five weeks. I love it. For for you fans who are a little bit younger, you might not recognize that. That is literally what the WWF used to do: the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. And then basically Jericho Appreciation Appreciation Society goes over in this. Yeah, yeah, Jericho hits Kingston. Not Kingston. So far, they've done a good job of getting the better of Kingston and Santina and Ortiz. Yeah, they seem to either leave them laying or they win the match. Or even when they lose the match, they end up leaving them laying. Yeah, for the most part, they've had their number, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. After this, we had a very angry MJF. We talked about this already, as he's going to make Wardlow go to work now. And his first assignment is the Butcher. See how that goes. Then we and, have- I like the, and I actually like the Butcher and the Blade. I don't think they give him enough mic time. I don't think they're treated like a quality team like they actually are. But I don't know if this is the best angle for him. And then we had probably the match to lack the most reaction of the night, I thought. But I know you enjoyed this. Marina Shafir taps out Sky Blue. Wasn't that bad a match. I didn't hate it or anything. I- I thought the match was good, and I thought Marina Shafir is showing more and more personality. I know some people didn't like her interactions with BAPs or whatever the hell they call those people over in the Jade Cargill. Sure. Yeah, the baddies. I, I guess they're like wings. I don't think you can tell who you like and who you don't like. <laughs> Marina Shafir, I, I like her too, and it wasn't just her fault. But she clearly, this was not a very high reaction match. You love it. You glossed over it. You don't give a shit about the baddies, and then you don't even take the time to remember their name. It's like there's no hiding what you like or don't like here. In, in fairness, that's just how I am. That's uh, yeah, and it, well, that that section is just re- stupid. There's no point to it. Uh, now Red Velvet and Kira Hogan are part of it. I'm pretty sure Red Velvet hates Jade Cargill was the storyline, but apparently now she's a baddie or a she, baddie or whatever the... She showed some heel tendencies recently on AEW Dark. She was wrestling another baby face, and I, I don't remember who, but it was on AEW Dark, and she basically went over. I think it was Sky Blue, actually, yeah. and she acted a little bit of a heel, and now this is it. Well, she she's she's stirring it up in the kitchen. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Body, body positive image about self-esteem. Good for these girls. <laughs> 
Yeah, I want to see more fat chicks in there. Then maybe we can actually call it body positive. <laughs> Heavy set women. We got Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs. I love this one, actually. Yeah, I thought it was great. For, for a number of reasons. Ricky Starks comes out, the heel, to a huge baby face response because he's in yeah. New Orleans. And we don't hide it. He's from NOLA. Yeah, we didn't hide it. People loved him. They, he reacted to it. We didn't have to like pretend or anything like that. Swerve and Keith Lee looked tremendous here as well. Everybody got great offense in. There was one part where Swerve dove off uh, Lee's shoulders onto everybody. Just good stuff. And in the end, also we see Taz come out in the middle of it. Which is kind of interesting too, which I thought, you know, read a little speculation of what was going on, which I yeah, like. And then he physically got involved in the end of the match. He physically gets involved to set up, and I like this too Powerhouse Hobbs hitting the spine buster and pinning Heath Lee. Yeah. Did not see that coming. That is Hobbs. huge for Hobbs. That's huge. Hobbs getting the win over a guy who basically a couple months ago at one point had a win over Randy Orton. So, I mean, this is the guy that's on the radar for people and, and Keith Lee. So for Hobbs to get that victory, I think that means something. Now, will this probably also be a one-on-one match we're setting up where Hobbs has kind of been getting a little bit better of Keith Lee too, I think, for the most part, with a few exceptions. I think so, and I think Lee goes over. But the this angle is fascinating, but once again, this is the first time we've seen Taz get physically involved in anything, to the best of my knowledge. I'm not I saying this is going to be a Taz comeback or something like that. You'd love uh, it, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, who doesn't? <laughs> even even the announcers reacted to Taz getting physical. They're like, oh, yeah. we haven't seen Taz get physical. This looks like the old Taz. <laughs> I know. One segment I didn't comment on too at some point too I missed was uh, Hook was getting interviewed in the backstage area or was about to and then Tony Nice and Mark Sterling showed up I don't know if you saw this yeah I did but, uh, yeah so basically Mark Sterling is you know talking about how we're glossing over Tony Nice and Tony Nice is the hottest free agent that signed with AEW clearly we're setting up Tony Nice versus Hook I believe you told me you saw Tony Nice would go over Hook I gotta disagree I did <laughs> not say that I think Hook's getting <laughs> <laughs> there is no way Tony Nese is going over Hook. However, I do. I want to point something out. Have you noticed that they have moved Hook away from Team Taz? How often do you see Hook anywhere near Team Taz lately? No, he's a separate entity. And this will be this coming next week, next Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. We will see Hook's AEW Dynamite debut. Yeah, I think that they have realized how much of a baby face they have in Hook. So they have moved him completely away from the actual heels so that they can actually get the separate reactions without putting any positive spin on Team Taz. I'm interested to see eventually Hook's interaction with Team Taz if they bring him back together to see if they go more if at that point they break hook away if they break taz and hook away what they're going to do in this situation and where does danhausen fall into all this <laughs> i am not a fan of danhausen <laughs> so far Listen, he, he, hey, he is working hard trying to curse hook and it is not working yeah it's a little too silly for me right now i've kind of lost interest in danhausen with this but well, the problem I, is normally well the problem is normally danhausen's actually a great wrestler he did have hurt. that broke he, yeah, he's hurt. So right now his stuff is just nonsense. Whereas normally, I don't like it. Yeah, I just... no, yeah, normally he combines it with really good wrestling. 
it's fine in moderation. This whole thing where he's just obsessed with trying to curse Hook, who just keeps ignoring him, which is what he should do. It was funny for the first couple of weeks. Now I'm kind of like, tell me it wasn't hilarious when he just started eating the potato chips. Yeah, that also. That's it. Now I'm just like, but I'm whatever now. I don't know. It's it's past for me. It's past. Then we had Thunder Rosa get interrupted by Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. This is going to be a match on Battle of the Belt Saturday. I did actually. I did love the line where uh, Nyla Rose and Vicky basically jumped her after Thunder Rosa was like not going to be fooled and she pushed a cake in Nyla Rose's face and then <laughs> Nyla Rose ran up going Jokes on you. I like cake and violence. <laughs> that's pretty good. That got me. I don't think anybody dislikes Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose has showed good personality. Obviously, great ability in the ring. It should be a fun match. Should be a fun match. Thunder Rosa will probably go over it. We'll make a few. I'm predictions. hoping for Thunder Rosa. Well, uh, hey, I don't want to see Thunder Rosa lose her title yet. But we'll make a couple of predicts before we get to the main event here. Thunder Rosa over Nyla Rose for Battle of the Belts. The other matches, I got to say, I think Scorpio Kai, Sky keeps the TNT I title. Point, I think at this point, he's got to keep the belt. Yeah. Gara doesn't need it in general, but I think Scorpio Sky needs to keep the belt. Plus, I think they're going in opposite directions. I think whatever they're doing with Sammy Guevara right now is not good for Sammy Guevara. I think he's gonna be a heal. All right, they should steer into it if he you know if that wasn't the plan. If he's not a heel, then they fucked up because he's definitely getting heel heat right now. So is Ty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People are yeah. irritated by him. Yeah. It's, it's like Edge and Lita. Yeah. One other match we'll do with Shannon. I think we're going to agree on this one, too. I, I don't think I don't see any belts changing hands. Jonathan Gresham, I think, will keep the Ring of Honor title against Dalton Castle. That should be a fun match, too. Dalton Castle is going to be good to see on AEW TV. If fans haven't seen Dalton Castle before, he's actually a hell of a worker. Yeah. I think that should be a lot of fun. Main event, Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki. Let's do two separate parts here. Let's talk oh, about yeah. the match, and then we'll talk about the part. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk totally about how good this match was. The count was, for those who don't know, I found this out on uh, another part. I think it was Wrestling Observer, and then a friend of mine reported this too. 104 chops. <laughs> it's succession. <laughs> These guys beat all, only 103 of them hurt. <laughs> it was absolutely brutal. Minoru Suzuki, Samoa Joe, zero Fs given. They beat the crap out of each other. And I think I was commenting on it to you, AJ. They didn't even really, nobody ran the ropes right away. Nobody didn't. It was all just basically strikes for like the first several minutes of this match. Just basically stalking each other and chopping each other, forearms, elbows, you know, punches. It was incredible. It was a great stiff match. Minoru Suzuki coming in as Ring of Honor TV champion, his first major title that I know of in the United States. And Samoa Joe, obviously, you know, new to AEW, but long history of Ring of Honor. He was the world champion, the pure pure champion. They put over the TV belt was one belt he hadn't won. And they told a great story. I can't think I, I think I heard somebody else joke about it too. They made it, it did say afterwards, a long journey is over. <laughs> He's yeah. only been here for about a week. <laughs> so well, that's cool. But great match. But he made it. <laughs> Glad Joe went over. Before we even get to the rest of the stuff, I do want to comment on Joe. He's also in the Owen Hart tournament. He's talked about winning that. I want to see, I was saying this to a buddy of ours, Scott from Voluntown. I want to see Joe win this Owen Hart tournament too. Yeah, I mean, maybe they, make him as decorated as you can. Yeah, I think he's great for that. And then, God, maybe he does end up winning the Ring of Honor world title. But, by the way, Randy Osgood with a good point. I know this is off topic, but he said over in the comments, are Sammy and Ty Conte, the new Cody and Brandy, I think absolutely they could be. Absolutely, yeah. 
I could see that as well. Back to the topic, though. I, you know, I agree with everything that you're saying. I, I love Samoa Joe. To me, Samoa Joe is what's good about wrestling. This match was what's good about wrestling. They came out and worked the perfect match. Just two legit badasses beating the hell out of each other. Can't ask for more than that. I could watch this match over and over again, probably multiple times easily, and still enjoy different things about it. And then we get to the post-match. <laughs> it starts off with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Even the uh, beginning of it was stupid. Even the oh, beginning. Oh, we got something for you. Wow. Thanks, jackass. <laughs> yeah, like we thought, okay, we're going to. The presentation. I thought he might have the old Ring of Honor television title that he held forever. Because you know Jay Lethal is one of the longest reigning television champions of all time. Maybe he's got the old belt going. By the way, I'm the real TV champ, something like that. No, he had his middle finger in the box. That was great. Here's how this stuff could have been not as bad. All right. And there's some positives I, I, I took away from this segment, too. I'll, I'll talk about that in the end because I haven't heard people talk about this. But there were a few positives. But let's talk about some of the bad in this. Sodom Singh, I believe this gentleman's name is. Yes. First off. Great Kali Jr., I believe. He's the son of Great Kali. He is not. But here's the thing. He comes out. Other people have already talked about this. We're not covering anything new here, ever, but it's, it's it, it needs to be mentioned again. When you shut the lights off, all right, you are building anticipation. Throughout the years, we've gone to expect this is going to be a big name. Ooh, what's going to happen? Who is it? If we don't know who the fuck you are, <laughs> there's no point. Nothing positive going to come from it. Yeah. There's not a person in that arena who knew who that was other than the people that worked there. Well, did you know better. who it was when the lights came on? No. Tony Schiavone, <laughs> thankfully, you know, clued us all in a little bit, which that was one good thing. You know, we yeah. didn't act stupid. I was like, oh, it's India's first professional basketball player. That's great. Yeah, actually, if you go back to Great Khali's actual debut many years ago, no light shut off. We didn't know who this big guy was. He marches down, and we're like, oh, who the hell's that guy? And he yeah. beats up Undertaker because his physical presence was impressive, and we had never seen it. But nobody, you know, it was like, you know, it was no show. Like, all right, you didn't build anticipation that way. And they should have done that here. And the reason why it took so long to turn the lights back on is because he's uncoordinated. It probably took him forever to get in the freaking ring. We don't know how uncoordinated it is. We didn't see much of this man yet. <laughs> I want to point that out. It looks very he similar. He looked like he was struggling. He looked like he was walking like the great Kali. He used a similar, that's another thing I want to talk about too. He used the great Kali's claw hold, which was famous that he would do. Crush used to do this too, by the way. But like, we know there's going to be a Comparisons to the great Collie already. Why are we leaning into that? Use the same move. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I haven't heard people talk about this going backwards a little bit to what you said with the stupid middle finger thing. Why was that dumb? I'll tell you. Here's another reason why. If they just went out and we didn't know they were out there and then they went out there and then they did that, I probably would have laughed. I'm like, oh, he'll heat. But you told us the week before you had a surprise for us. Not just a surprise. <laughs> yeah. We've got a big surprise for you. And you built up anticipation again. I'm like, well, what's up with Joe and Sanjay? What did they got? And they're out there. And then we see them come out. And I'm like, okay. No. <laughs> Give me that stupid Well, they note. were right. They had a big surprise for us. The worst big surprise ever. So... Yeah, all the negative of that is pretty obvious. I will say positive on this. I am happy that Jay Lethal has an entourage. I think that is good going forward. I, I like a focus on Lethal. And if Ring of Honor especially gets like a TV deal or a streaming deal and they're going to be out, focus. I look forward to seeing more of this. I don't know if you picked up on it or not, but at the towards the end, the big guy went to put his boot on Samoa Joe, and like he was standing over him, putting his boot on him, and Samoa Joe literally shoved his boot off and was like, "To hell with this." <laughs> <laughs> 
I did not catch that. Randy, bro, I actually meant to talk about this. So thank you, Randy. This is an article. I haven't read it yet. So WWE is interested in the GCW Bloodsport brand. Way to ruin one of my top five things I was going to talk about. Well, I mean, I didn't come up because I, I want a little more information first. That kind of catches me off guard. That does not seem like something WWE would be interested in. That is something that would break my heart. They might buy it just not to ever use it, just to stop it. They're not that, like, as much as we love Bloodsport. But actually, not- think about it. It falls into what Shane was trying to do with the no rings. Remember, he was doing the Shane after dark yeah. or whatever the hell that was. But Shane's gone. However, maybe they think that they can make it work with Bloodsport doing it as a once a year thing. They've seen it work for Josh Barnett. Vince isn't afraid to try things. The whole, look at it, how he stole everything from the ECW for the Attitude I, Era. I'm, I'm not saying that there, there couldn't be money in this. I love Bloodsport. I'm just saying it's, it's a little surprising WWE is interested in this. That's what's catching me off guard. Yeah, I mean, that would break my heart if they actually bought out the Bloodsport rights and stuff like that. Almost as much. It doesn't seem like a Vince thing, but there's so many people now working behind the scenes in WWE. It's not like it used to be. There is one other breaking news that I saw today, and this is a little heartbreaking to us because we were thinking about calling ourselves um, Los Lotharios, but apparently the WWE has filed a trademark on that now, so we won't be able to call ourselves Los Lotharios. Let's get to the top five of the week. All right, I got my top five, basically all AEW stuff, except for one exception. I got Samoa Joe, Minoru Suzuki, the main event. That was my favorite thing all week. I'm probably silly for this one, but I got Cody Rhodes on Raw. Just basically, I'm still on a Cody Rhodes high. I loved his little segment with Miz. I thought it was solid. I thought the match with Miz was solid. And I thought the interaction with Seth Rollins was all good. I lumped it all into one thing because I watched Raw. didn't really enjoy Raw. First time I watched in a while than a week before. I made it a point to watch again. And basically, I like Cody Rhodes. That's what I discovered. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I didn't really care for the rest of Raw, but I'm with you on the Cody Rhodes. Sean Dean, MJF Wardlow segment. I just grouped that all into one thing too the whole segment is gold i loved everything that down that we talked about with bryce robinson Bryce, but bryce didn't count to 10 i like everything about that eddie kingston on dynamite his promo his t-shirt the way he wrestles eddie's just easily in my top five almost every week and then finally like i said i really enjoyed it powerhouse hobbs getting the big pin on keith lee i think it's about time we start to do something with powerhouse mm-hmm. Hobbs. And he deserves it. We have the same top fives except for one. I do not have Cody Rhodes in my top five this week. Nothing against Cody. I'm still happy to see him. But in my top five this week was actually from last night. I don't know if you watched Impact Wrestling at all last night. The match between Jonah and PCO was absolutely fantastic. I love the way it was done. I love the way the finish was done. I thought that the match was really, really good. And it was definitely my one of my highlights of the week. Yeah, Impact had a solid show last night, actually. Too. And they got rid of, what's it, Caleb with a K. He is no longer with Impact Wrestling. He is now a free agent. Something interesting is, from his personal life, he dates Chris Statlander. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him show up in AEW either. Oh. For hottest free agent out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's the one. Yeah, yeah, Impact Wrestling is a good show. Jonathan Gresham is on that too. He's going to be at the pay per view in Rebellion. He's defending the Ring of Honor belt against Eddie Edwards. You will yeah, be at looking that forward show. to that show. Also, Jonah, who you talked about, will be wrestling the Stone Pit Bull Ishii from New Japan. Not gonna, tell me that's not going to be a hell of a match. Yeah, I mean, this Impact show is going to be, and you got Moose against Josh Alexander, and the build for this has been excellent. Moose has been going on for Josh's family. Josh has, since then, he's gone through Jonah. He's gone through Charlie Haas. He's gone through anybody they've put with him, and they've really built up the storyline. So, yeah, I'm excited for that stuff. Plus, you know, you got Matt Cardona now with Brian Myers, both working together more on Impact, like they've been yeah, everywhere that, else. that was good last night, too, with Morrissey coming out and talking about his past mistakes, and then 
Myers coming out and going, yeah, well, if you mess with us, you're going to end up laying down on the floor, passed down again. Other good stuff, too. You got Cardona and Chelsea Green on NWA feuding with Mickey and all this, and then they wrestle, and then last night we saw this interaction. We're seeing a lot of interaction between NWA and Impact. New Japan's been involved, obviously, with Impact. And I haven't seen a lot of the Ring of Honor guys on Impact lately, have they? Um, did something yeah, well, happen? You know, here's the funny thing. Well, Honor No More was there last night, obviously. Yeah. I want to talk about that, actually, since you brought it up, because talk about an angle that's lost all the steam to me now, though. Yeah. It just feels... It, it's hard to keep that angle going when you know that another company has actually bought the rights to Ring of Honor. Right. I mean, it's a team, it's a faction name, Honor yeah. No More, so we don't, but, like, we know, like, now it's like, uh, all right, well, you're not really representing Ring of Honor. We know this. So. Yeah, it kind of killed the storyline a little bit, because before he announced that he bought them, it was, oh, my God, is it Ring of Honor? Is it, are they going to do something with Impact? And now you're like, well, we know they're not going to. But, I mean, <laughs> I I, gotta say, I do like the Jonathan Gresham still there defending that Ring of Honor world title, yeah. though. I mean, beats Rocky Romero last night. They had a solid match. A solid match, too. Gresham's been showing up on GCW from time to time. Obviously, I think I've seen him on New Japan strong i mean to be honest with you i could have just put impact as one of my highlights because of how good the show was yesterday i just really liked that pco jonah continue with gresham just for a minute too he'll be like i said on battle of the belts saturday and upcoming rebellion so looking for big things happy for jonathan gresham as well i'm curious to see if the ring of honor brand really starts getting like maybe weekly television or even just monthly whatever they do do you think gresham is going to be one of the guys that you think he continues this run? Or I mean, do you- they do have television rights already. You have channels that are still playing on the Sinclair broadcasting, still playing the old that's- highlights of Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's getting pulled. That deal's done. That's getting pulled. If that's yeah, not- that's, I know that's being pulled and it's coming to there. But maybe they can negotiate back with Sinclair and come up with another deal. Or maybe because of their connections with TBS and TNT, they can come up with something bigger. Yeah, I think they have to. I think Sinclair is definitely out of the wrestling game right now. We'll see. You know, that there's been a rumor HBO Max streaming deal, but... A lot, of people, a lot of stuff up in the air right now because of the Discovery merger, I guess, right yeah. now with TNT, too. Last thing before we go, two two topics. Who do you think CM Punk's wrestling next week? I have no idea. I didn't see anything about that. Yeah, I haven't seen anything yet either, but I think that he'll continue to wrestle people along the same lines of Penta with that wrestling ability because I think he's getting better and better the and getting more to his old self the more he wrestles high-quality opponents. And last thing for you, is there any chance, I know we've already made a prediction, we already covered this. any <laughs> chance Adam Cole wins the belt on Friday? There's a chance. Covered that too. You said because they might want to make Rampage big. There's definitely a chance he could do it. I don't think they will. I don't think we're picking that either. I don't think either one of us are, but no, I'm going with Hangman also, but I'm not going to lie to you. There's a part of me that would love to see Adam Cole with that belt. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see all of Undisputed Era as champions. And, hey, I think it'd be great. I- <laughs> we should be fair also. We are, we are fans of Undisputed Era. So. We, were, uh, we were fans of the old NXT, too. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So we have a soft spot for them. So it, it would not pain me to see Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Win the uh, win the belt. Thousand percent. No, I just well, don't. By feel the way, like- how smart? Oh God, we, we didn't even talk about this. How about Miz picking apart all the little nuanced things that we know Vince hates? When Cody said he's coming back for the belt, and basically Miz had said a championship, a belt holds up your pants. <laughs> I'm These a- are literally things that we know from Bruce Pritchard. Vince McMahon hates is when you call things the belt and stuff like that. Do you think that was part of the scripted out thing, or do you think that was actually Miz going into it on his own just to say, hey? <laughs> 
whole segment felt pretty improv for the most part. It, like I'm sure they had bullet points, but yeah. And it might have been a it might have been a thing to say between them, like, you know, here, like, hey, you know, be yourself and Miz, maybe, you know, I mean, so but whatever, it was well done. It, it no, stuck We'll do one last question here from Randy. Does Kenny Omega this is actually a pretty good question. Does it, uh, is it come back this year or next year? That's a tough one, but I'm going to go with the prediction that Kenny Omega does come back this year, but I'm going to say it's towards the end of the year. I, I agree with you. I think he's going to come back at some point this year. Does he come back face or heel to me is the bigger question. Is he coming back with the faction that he had or does he come back to save someone? That is what's intriguing to me. So I, I, I think it'll be this year, though. We'll see what the Bucks even look like. Bucks have looked like baby faces and heels at different points already. So we'll see what everything looks like. I do want to let the fans out there know I will be on next week. The week after that, I will be in the Bahamas. So I will not be broadcasting uh, that Friday, but I will be back the week after that. All tan and looking like Superman. You can all still tune in. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Working Fans Podcast. All right. So that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think, also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling under score pod and then as always please continue to listen to us on anchor.fm google podcast spotify breaker overcast pocket cast radio public all your major platforms if you're following us on apple podcast which we are also on now and youtube please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating it helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week 